What's up, HealthSource? This is Dr. Brady Schuyler with another episode of the HealthSource podcast, Learning From Our Own, where we hear HealthSource best practices and experience sharing from our doctors for our doctors. Hey, HealthSource. Uh, Dr. Brady Schuyler with another episode of our HealthSource podcast, Learning From Our Own. This week's guest is we have Dr. Stuart Fresh down in Covington, Louisiana. So thank you for... Uh, joining us, Dr. Fresh. I'm going to start off and lead right into our first question, which is a little bit of background about you. You've been in HealthSource now for, I don't know, like a year, year and a half. Going on, Yeah, we're actually going on a year. It'll be a year, February 5th, we started. So um, we were in HSU last January, and so we're coming ah. up on our, our year anniversary. I didn't, re- I, th- I thought you were a couple classes before that. So no. Yeah, so yeah, we were in not even a month when COVID hit. Okay. It's been a year. Wow. And what, a, well, but you haven't been, in, I mean, you've been in practice for a while yes. before been in practice since 2006. Yeah. So it's not like it's just new and you're trying to figure things out, but you've also, you know, which we can get to in a little bit, but you've had some pretty good growth recently, even in spite of COVID and everything like that. I know uh, uh, we were just reviewing some of your uh, stats recently and you guys have had gone through some pretty, pretty significant growth over the last uh, several months. But yeah, tell us been, a little bit about you as uh, as a doctor, as a person, what got you into chiropractic, you know, kind of leave this open-ended on whatever you want to share or something, you know, about, you know, your health source experience or just, you know, anything you want. Yeah, um, I guess I kind of grew up not around chiropractic, but was introduced to it early. You know, I don't have anybody in my family that is a chiropractor, but uh, most of my family, you know, kind of were chiropractic patients. So uh I think my first exposure, I don't remember it, but was I was four months old. My mom took me to a chiropractor for colic. Um, so that was my first, um, you know, chiropractic visit was at four months. Um, then I became, you know, more of a chiropractic patient through sports as a, you know, as a teenager. And, you know, I really think it, I saw the benefits of it my junior and senior year playing football, kind of doing more maintenance. And I felt like I recovered better. I felt like I, stayed healthier. Um, so that's when it kind of clicked for me. It was like, this might be something I'd be interested in doing. Um, I went to University of Mississippi, uh, Ole Miss, and was an exercise science major. Um, kind of was thought I was going to be a speed and strength coach. I did that during the summers and, and things like that. And then I really kind of found a way to, to marry those two of that mindset and, and kind of understanding strength and conditioning and you know, balance training and stability and those things with chiropractic. And it's like, you know what, I think I can do something a little unique with this. Um, so I ended up uh, graduating from Ole Miss and with exercise science degree and then went to life, um, started at life. Started during rate, I guess, at the same time as all the accreditation issues started there. So then um, did one quarter there and then left and went to Parker. Um, and they said start over at Parker, but um, was at Parker and graduated in 2005 and came back home in 2006 and went into practice with the guy who was kind of my mentor, who, uh, who I saw all through high school. Um, worked there for a few years and then went out on my own and then uh, kind of went into the sports side of it and did my uh, CCSP in Colorado Springs with Dr. Morrow. So I was actually at the Olympic Training Center for a year doing it. And it was amazing. It was uh, just a cool experience. And 
you know, I've, it, it takes some time to balance that into family practice and not so just strictly sports, but, but it's been, it's been great. And, uh, you know, and that kind of opened up a lot of, a lot of opportunities and a lot of avenues. And, you know, I've always been real, I don't want to say into learning, but just learning new things. So, you know, and I think the, the CCSP introduced me to a bunch of different techniques at an early, you know, I, I started dry needling in 2010. Um, oh, wow. wasn't even legal in our, our state yet. So I just kind of got interested in it with, um, you know, ART and all those different things. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and then started with HealthSource last year, you know, made the conversion just to, um, I don't want to say to simplify, but just to become more systematic. Um, yeah. You know, I'm away from my office a little bit uh, from time to time throughout the year. And, uh, you know, I needed to have a team-driven, system-driven office, not a doctor-driven office. And I'd, I'd, I'd been doctor-driven for so many years. And that's what I was looking for was a, a good, strong system. I didn't want to reinvent the wheel if I didn't need to. Right. So but you left out going, come on, you got to share at least one of your most fun things about, you know, what, what you've been doing for the last couple of years, which is keeping you out of the office. Right. So, yeah, I started um, in 2014. I started as the team chiropractor for the New Orleans Saints. Um, you know, a lot of people ask me first question is, how did you get that? You know, that's always my, the first question. How did you end up doing? And it, it's, it's really um, doing a dry needling seminar in Louisiana when they first came. I met the guy who had just been hired as a physical therapist for the Saints. And so he was basically trying to orchestrate a a uh, sports medicine team that he wanted. And he said, would you be interested in just come and sit down and talk and see if this is something you might want to do. And, you know, I kind of say, you know, who, you know, gets you there, what, you know, keeps you there. So I started with him in 2014, didn't travel my first year, just treated in the, you know, in the facility, in the treatment room. And then the next year they asked me to travel with them and do all that. So it's been, uh, it's been fun though. So I'm, Yes, yeah, as, as Dr. Brady mentioned, I'm out of my, so I'm with the Saints on during season, basically starting in July, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm with the Saints and Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm in my office. So it's, you know, a lot of people want to get out of school and they want to do the sports specific chiropractic, but it's a tough gig for a variety of different reasons, because, you know, while it can be lucrative, it's, it's not a, probably what people think it's all going to be, but yet the time commitment is substantial. So, you know, you're working and you got to kind of be on call and be versatile to their schedule. So it's really hard to run a, a sustainable, you know, family type clinic or, or you know, non-specific type clinic. And even with athletes, you know, sometimes it's, it's very conditional, you know, you treat them for a very short period of time for an incident and then you get some maintenance stuff, but you know, there's a lot of turnover if you're trying to specialize in any one sport, you know, with your CCUSP background, athletes are tough. They come in for short, you know, things and then they're gone and stay for maintenance, maybe not. But you right. need kind of that sustainable business as well. Uh, yeah, just- sports, yeah, sports chiropractic is, I mean, a lot of, you know, going through the CCSP program, a lot of what you learn in that is, is diagnosis and just evaluation, you know, whether you're working an event things like that is being able to quick diagnose and say, can someone return to play or do they need to sit out? You know, that's a lot of what it's about and emergency care, of course, for, you know, severe traumatic injuries, but yeah, a, a sports practice is, is, is difficult. I mean, you'll get a football player with an ankle and all they're worried about is getting ready for Friday. If you get them to the game Friday and they can play, you might not see them again. Right. Um, so, 
talking and, and speaking wellness and maintenance to them is, is difficult. Um, cause in their mindset is they're just trying to get ready, um, for the next game, you know, so it's short, you know, short treatment plans, you know, make kind of front loaded a lot. And then you hope to kind of, you know, transition them into, you know, that mindset of, look, this can help you, um, perform better. And, and that, and that's a lot of what we see with, with, you know, with the saints is I'd say 50% of my treatments with the saints or maybe even less than that is, is really trying to help someone heal a lot of it is just maintenance mm-hmm. it's just it's almost like a tune-up you know i mean my busiest day is the you know right before game you know i mean we'll dress 48 49 people and i'll probably see 40 of them um within a two-hour span and it's just quick 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 and it's just really part of their part of their warm-up part of their tune-up just they just kind of want to get loosened up before the game and go do their warm-up or go you know they come in after their warm-up so it's um you know, a lot of it's just keeping people healthy because, you know, I mean, do you think of like a, you know, kickoff return guy or somebody on kick? I mean, it's basically, it's, it's a couple head on collisions. Oh, I can't imagine. You know, it's, yeah, it's like a car accident times three. So, well, it's funny in this, uh, one of this last trainings, I wrote about uh, priming the system and it's preparing your system to handle the job or task. And uh, what are some of the things you do to prepare your body to handle more pressure, stress, physical insult, things like that. And, you know, making your body appreciate a full range of motion and try to restore some stability throughout the range of motion is going to be able to make it more tolerant to impact, to force, to stress, to, you know, extra resistance. So, you know, it should be part of that uh, type of, a you know, getting your body prepared to handle the event, which of, of football. Yeah. I mean, and you can't be prepared to hit it and run into a truck. Right. We get, yeah. I, I mean, we have very little, serv- you know, cervical injuries and things like that. Just, but I think, I mean, you know, all the whole team sees me, and I think it, it benefits from a standpoint of just preparing that tissue for, you know, some extreme range of motion that they go through. Um, that their their body's kind of a little bit more um, adaptable to that, and it allows for that, um, you know, tissue stretch and the mechanical receptors, and those they don't go off like crazy and, and fire because they think something's happened. Their body's kind of gotten used to that. So take it a little bit, turn back to your practice and see, so, you know, yeah. it's more relatable for more of the other health source doctors. Cause not all of them have the opportunity to be, you know, team physicians for a, for a, an NFL team. Um, in your, in your location, in your, in your, you know, demographic region, what, when you're out in the community, what is something that you promote now? is uh as a draw like why should people come to see you and dr chris at your clinic you know what are some of the things that you feel make you stand out in your area and how do you promote yourself and what do you tell people of you know what are you best at treating or you know something some differentiator yeah um you know i really think i guess a, a unique selling point for us is is obviously the the rehab um, that we, that we do. And, and really, I want to say we, we tried to do it prior to health source, but health source made it a whole lot easier for us to, to train our staff to, to help and, and get, you know, more of the team members involved in that where, where it didn't fall back on, on the doctor doing that is it, it became trainable and duplicatable. Um, so I think just, we always like to say that we're, 
that we try to comp complete the circle. You know, I think chiropractors have always been really, really good and we're the best at, at getting things to move is if there's a joint fixation, if there's restriction, or if there's lack of mobilities, we, we're, I don't think there's anybody else that's better at getting things to move than us. Where we've lacked is stabilizing that area. Um, you know, so we kind of do half the circle and then we tell them, okay, you're good, but everything is, we got it moving, but we didn't really lock it in and keep it there. And um, so, and I think that's where we try to pride ourselves with the help of health source and the system is, is complete that circle, you know, increase that mobility, but also then let's stabilize that area. Um, this is new to that area. It has never moved like this before. So it's going to need some help. Um, you know, so we do that. Um, that's one of the things that I think we, we really promote and patients that come here, they see that, wow, this is different. This is, I've never been to a chiropractor like this. Um, I've always been just a personal thing is I've always liked new gadgets and new things. And, and look, it always comes back to, you know, the chiropractor that I went to work for is it's, it's all about, you know, you have to be the best adjuster. Yeah, at least the best that you can be, you know, and it's, it's all just, you know, a comparative to yourself, um, not necessarily anyone else, but, you know, I like the different modalities and what, what different tools can I pull out, whether it be Graston, whether it be dry needling, whether it be, um, you know, stem ultrasound traction, different things is, you know, it's just like, if I, if I, you know, if I'm doing anything, I, I want to be able to have a tool that, that can help me with that situation. Yeah. Um, but it all falls back on, on what we do on the adjusting table or what we do with the rehab, everything else is just adjunctive therapies that help with that. Um, yeah, you, two, two important points. Number one, um, every modality, every, when I kind of collectively term, you know, term these things interventions, right? Whether it's an adjustment, whether it's a tool, whether it's a hands-on soft tissue technique or dry needling, every intervention should be attached to some desirable outcome. It should be used to fix one of the indicators that you've identified as a dysfunctional movement or something like that. There's promoting mobility, decreasing pain or inflammation, or building stability. All of that over time will help fix alignment, right? right. And then when you said that whole mobility and stability full circle, that's, it's important. I'm just gonna use this as a teaching opportunity for anybody else who's listening, but when they say, why do we need to do the rehab in the office? You know, it's one of the most common complaints you get from patients is they can see, they can't replicate an adjustment, right? But they think they can replicate the, the exercises, or I did my exercises at home, or I'll do them at home type of a thing. When you restore a mobility with an adjustment and you see it and demonstrate it, and you can, you can, you know, do a pre adjustment indicator check and you look at range of motion, you see that there's a restricted movement and then you go and adjust them and you go back and recheck that and that range of motions improved. And then you go and lock that in. I love that term, lock that in with the exercise to promote stability. You open up that neurologic window, right? That adjustment just blasted those mechanoreception. The body feels much better. It reduces some of its protective threat and it allows that exercise, that rehab to now, you know, work in a different range that I didn't appreciate before, which makes your stability exercises that much more effective in a new range, you know, provided by that adjustment. So that one, two combo when done together gets better results than separating them and doing them at different times. Right. So, yeah. And we see it with, you know, just with doing, you know, your scap stabilizer exercises or your W's or things like that with, you know, doing a thoracic you know, adjusting the thoracic spine is it, it totally changes the proprioception of the joints. And, 
you're not training them in that restricted position. You're actually training them now in a more mobile, you know, freely movable position, maybe not where you want it to eventually be, but it's better than it was before prior to the adjustment. You know, it's just like, it's like anything. It's like traction. We always want to perform the traction in the most comfortable position because we want to open it where the body says, okay, I like this. And so the more we can do to, you know, as we just call it, complete the circle. I mean, we want to basically treat the entire, um, you know, mobility, stability complex. And, and yeah. that's, that's something that we, we preach to our patients is, is love it at, at, at nauseum, to be honest with you. So, but, you know, we, and one of the things we've added recently with, you know, in the last three months, we added laser, um, which has really been something that is kind of just, it's like the whipped cream or the icing on the top. It is really just been patients love it. And, uh, you know, it's, we were getting there, but it's, this is something that that's really just been a, a nice finishing touch for people. That's awesome. For, so we, we're, we're truly enjoying that. And as are the patients. That's, that's sweet. Yeah. It's, it, it can help decreasing pain, decrease the inflammation helps facilitate healing and repair. It can even yeah. increase range of motion. Like you've seen pre and post, especially the shoulders and, and peripheral joints. You can do an assessment, find a restricted range of motion, hit it with the laser and go back and recheck it. And you've seen, you know, significant degrees of, of improvement. It's a, I love it. It is a great modality. Yeah, and I will say, you know, one of the things for laser for me, just just real quick, was yeah. I wanted to do it for a while, and I wanted to bring it in, and it's like, okay, well, it's all about the implementation. It's all about, you know, I don't want to say selling the patients on on doing it, but it's all about having the confidence of what it does. Is can you know, if I'm prescribing this, if I'm, I'm recommending this, I want I want to be able to to explain to them why. Um, you know, with the with the Saints, you know, we have two two of the light force lasers. That the exact, you know, we we have two of them, and it is non-stop beeping in the training room <laughs> it travels with us and so you know you got players that have access to whatever whatever equipment we want and they pre-practice they want laser that's the one thing they come in and it's you know an adjustment and they want laser on a knee or something like that so to me i knew it worked it was just a matter of okay how do i make this work for people that have to pay for it where the players yeah. are they're using it because they don't have to pay for it but you know we knew it worked yeah it was just something we needed to figure out how to how do we how do we bring this in? So that's awesome. I, I love it. I think I'm, I'm really hoping that over time, more and more people will, will continue to implement it. So one other question I like to ask people, you've been in for a year, you, you know, that first six months is kind of a whirlwind trying to implement everything. And on top of that, we we're going through the whole economic, you know, shutdown, making it more difficult. But now that you've started to get things more streamlined, more implemented, you know, obviously seeing some pretty significant growth in your clinic. Uh, what is something next on the horizon? What's something you've been hesitant or restricted to implement that you're still intending to do, which you think is going to take you to the next level? Um, I think the one thing we've kind of circled this year, as far as the, you know, the metrics of the, the easy report is, is case average, um, which is something with, like we kind of mentioned earlier with treating athletes, you, you're going to see those six and done fours and done. Um, you know, really working on, I don't want to say bigger treatment plans, but just more what the patient truly needs to reach wellness, sure. not necessarily pain prevention or, or to get out of that pain where, you know, a lot of times I feel like we get stuck in that cycle of, you know, the patient's here just to get out of pain. Yeah. And they are. I mean, ultimately that's what, what brings them in the door. Um, and it's, it's, it's our job or our mission, I guess, to to teach them or, or kind of inform them that there's more to just getting out of pain. And 
that's where we're we're kind of focused more not on you know selling you know we're not trying to upsell people on bigger treatment plans but we're trying to just explain to them that you know where that pain ends we've still got some you know there's still some room there for us to improve um so that's really our biggest goal and i don't think it's something we've been hesitant to it's just something we haven't you know last year to be honest with you was figuring out it just works yeah um figuring out day one and day two and then you had COVID on top of it so then we were dealing with you know what's the governor's restrictions now how do we deal with that and doing this and then you got a kid's home sick you know kids are out of school now so then you know they we had employees that had to be out and this and that it was really you know our goal last year was not growth our goal was to just survive um, <laughs> right as most we ended up growing um you know i think there was some benefits of you know people being and working from home they could kind of shoot over here and get treatment and go back home they didn't have to you know tell their boss or leave work so yeah, i think there was some we took advantage of some of those things um but yeah our goal this year is to just uh, maximize the system but using that to um first larger treatment plans larger case average things like that more corrective care right you, it's yeah, yeah. for people to to retain to the point of pain reduction but to help them understand the bigger picture and like you said restoring the mobility building the stability because that's really where arthritis and degeneration stop if you if you only treat to the point of pain but leave range of motion or mobility problems there and poor stability there they're going to continue to create more arthritis and degeneration now without pain as a as a as an indicator so it's almost worse to just get them to the point of pain reduction without fixing the underlying movement dysfunctions because that's going to allow their body to continue down that degenerative road which we really would like to not have them do so it's just you know, trying to help them, as you said, keep restoring that that idea, that communication in the rehab area, mobility, stability, why it's important, decreasing uh, degeneration is what we're all about, not just getting to the point of, of pain reduction, right? Yeah, it's all it's it's like yo-yo dieting. You know, we don't want to just have yeah. them come. We want to teach them lifestyle changes and things to actually not have to do this again. You know, let's not have to go through an acute treatment plan. Let's let's you know, it may happen. There may be some some things that happen happen where we have to, but, you know, let's, let's do what we can to, to not have to, to go there again. And, and we can't always control what their choices are going to be, but at least we have to share with what's important. If they, if they choose not to, at least it's not on us because we told them that this is what's going to happen if they don't choose that option. But it's, if we don't at least tell them then it's on us, you know, to do that. If we tell them and they choose not to, then it's on them. But all right. Another one last thing. Well, there might yeah. be more, but I always ask uh, marketing, what is something, and I know it's been a little bit different this year because, you know, some of the conventional things that we might've been able to rely on aren't, uh, aren't usable because of uh, COVID and environment or, you know, or uh, economic things, but what's something that you've traditionally been able to depend on or rely on for, for marketing prospects, just because, you know, that's what a lot of the health source doctors always want to know. What are you doing for marketing? What are you doing for marketing? So is there anything that you've, you know, depended on in the past or, or even now? Yeah. Um, I mean, we've, in the past, we've done different outside marketings and I'll admit those aren't my favorite. Um, always, it was always that balance of, man, if I leave the office or then, you know, where's the trade-off there? Um, so, you know, we haven't been able to do that this year, um, even though, you know, HealthSource does give us some great, you know, options of things to do. Cause that's always a question is, yeah, I want to go do this, but what do I do? You know, if I go to a race, what do I do? 
Um, you know, we don't have that right now. So really, you know, I know this is probably not the most um, exciting answer, but I mean, ours has always been just patient referrals. Yeah. We, we, I don't want to say we focus on that, but you know, I've been doing this for 15 years. I've built up enough of a reputation that people, you know, they, they send people and we, and we ask, um, we probably should ask more. Um, but we, you know, I, I'd say we're 80, 75 to 80% of our new patients are from patient referrals. Um, the one thing that's definitely increased this year, um, that we didn't do anything prior to health source was in any, any kind of Facebook SEO stuff like that. So with, with adding that through, um, through RPM and, and things like that, we've seen a huge increase in Google referrals, things like that. So, you know, we had to make up for what we couldn't do outside. Um, even just little simple things that we would do is just sponsor a race and get our name on a shirt. You, know, you couldn't even do that because nobody was doing races. So, you know, you had to find different things to do. Um, so we, we did more little in office games. We, you know, did little different things that, you know, try to do in-house referrals or at least in in-house marketing. But um, I think the issue was a little, you had to be a little bit more creative, but the, you know, Google and Facebook are, it's, it's, it's everywhere, you know. So you just got a lot more resources into that hat, the digital hat, just because it was something you hadn't been doing, but also because of the times you just had to budget and drove. We didn't have a choice. So like I said, you know, our goal this year was survival. Yeah. Um, that that's March, April. It was just, we just need to survive this year. It's going to get better. Nobody, nobody knew when. And you grew, you grew in a, you know, in spite of all the other stuff. So we had our busiest year ever, which is crazy. That is great. All right. You know, so here's my final question. What do you okay. do to keep yourself motivated, inspired? I mean, 15 years is kind of the point where sometimes people start to get a little, you know, just, you know, it feels like it's kind of the same old, same old. Um, obviously, Health Source is still a little new and fresh and you see some new growth. So that's always inspiring. Uh, but is there something you do to keep yourself motivated, centered, focused, you know, personal disciplines, things like that? Um, I think... You know, mindset is always a, is a big thing. Um, always working on your mindset of, of why are you doing what you do? Um, you know, I think when I was at Parker, one of our first years, the, I don't remember who it was, but said, you know, if someone was to write your eulogy, what would they say? And I think for me, my driving factor is always just working on my, I don't want to say my legacy, but what am I going to be remembered for? So that always drives me is, is you know, I like to, to volunteer and do different things. Haven't been really able to do that much this year. Um, that always keeps me grounded and centered and knowing that, you know, wow, be, be grateful and thankful for what you have because there's, you know, there's there's people that would, would give anything to be half of where you are. Um, I read, um, you know, with my drive into New Orleans, I've got a, a decent little ride. So I'll, I'm, I'm kind of a audible fan. Um, so I do, I'm always reading something, um, different podcasts, different things like that. Um, exercise, I probably don't exercise as much as I should, um, but it's just, you know, it's it's one of those things that, you know, I, I try not to spend so much time on managing my time, but rather managing my focus. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always a big thing for me is just, you know, time is one thing, but you know, make sure you, you manage the focus that you have during that time. Um, so, um, yeah, so it's other than audiobooks and 
reading a little bit when I can, when, you know, my kids are go to bed when they're supposed to, then it's, uh, but look, I still got a lot left to do in this profession. I'm not even, I'm not looking to retire or, you know, I'd like, and, you know, Dr. Chris started with me a year ago. So it's, it's, I want to get him to where he's, you know, pretty well on his way. So um, you guys have come a long way in the last year since I've known you and, and uh, seen your growth so far. So I'm looking forward to having some of these restrictions lifted and seeing what you're capable of. And yeah, here. So be fun. it's been a pleasure having you come on. I enjoyed the uh, catch up. You know, I don't say unfortunately, it became it, it, it became a little bit easier to connect with you because uh, your team, you know, uh, got knocked. Yeah, we didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> well, only one team can be standing at the end so it's yeah it's, it's tough though you know I'm, I grew up in Wisconsin so I'm, I'm a Packer fan by heart I didn't move to to Chicago until uh, chiropractic school so yeah. I'm still a Green Bay fan so hopefully uh, I can it's still good. have have my you know, team keep it in the NFC that'll be good not, I'll not be all right with that always, so. all right well thanks buddy I appreciate you catching up and thanks for all the the, in the shares that you did and yeah. good luck to you guys hopefully some people got something out of that and you know so if anybody ever has any different questions there, they can always feel free to reach out to me anytime. Sounds good. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks again for listening. If you want to be a guest on a future episode or would like to nominate another doctor to be a guest, please feel free to email me, Dr. Brady Schuyler, at bschuyler at healthsourcechiro.com.